Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I am Mackenzie, your lovely host. And today I am joined by Ben, my wonderful co host, once again. And we talk all about TikTok, especially them throwing some serious shade at Instagram influencers this past week, along with Instagram's newest updates, including their new feed that, you know what, we're just not that excited about. And I'm sure you guys have some opinions too. So thank you so much in advance for listening, and let's jump on in. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, hi. Well, today we are going to be talking about the lovely TikTok and Instagram, as always, because that is what we are here to do, and we are social media people, so this is what we talk about. This is what we do. I don't know if you saw this, Ben, but TikTok just released their marketing ads, creative center deck, whatever you want to call it, for businesses. And they kind of shaded Instagram influencers in it. So basically, when you go to the second page, it says like influencers on competitor platforms. Hmm, I wonder who those competitors are, are now more likely to be seen as quote unquote show offs or disingenuous compared to creators on TikTok. Um, So I just pulled this up now because you're talking about it. That is so funny. So I'm literally reading it. And so basically the the words they use to describe TikTok influencers are witty, friendly, happy, and kind. (laughs) And then, and then the competition is all the things that you just said. So yeah, that's, that's not exactly being uh, too indirect there. I'm just curious if that's how you view Instagram influencers, because anytime, and this is something that we kind of mentioned last week is that I follow people on Instagram because I feel like I have more of a community over there and there's more of a community on Instagram compared to TikTok. But do you find creators disingenuous on TikTok or on Instagram? Yeah, I think this is still rooted in a stigma that was around influencers and they because when they first started happening, when influencers were, was first thing, it was really, really cool. And then because it was just so inauthentic for a while, and I think that Instagram just took the brunt of it because they were the platform at the time when that was the yeah. current state of influencer culture, right? But yeah. I, I think that's largely evolved. And I would agree with you that a lot of creators that I follow, even big ones, that I have more of a connection with them over on Instagram because there are so many more two-way tools. Like we talked about last time, DMs, their story features, people will actually reply and read their DMs, which is really cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah no, I, I think that that's, I think they're taking advantage of a narrative that we've just kind of adopted and just let sit there, even though it's not the current state of the platform. Right. And with them saying disingenuous, I, I get, because this is like a brand ad, they send this to brands and businesses to advertise on their platform. But from a brand perspective, I wouldn't see, I would want something more curated. And TikTok's whole advertising thing is saying you don't want curated content anymore because people aren't believing curated content, which maybe it's because I'm a millennial and I'm old now i don't know what it would be but is that you're younger than me so maybe you find (laughs) maybe you find it more uh genuine when people are like trying to sell something to you on tiktok yes i think what this really did and actually she really shook up the the whole business side of social big time is because there's this magical word that we've probably talked about the show before if not it's, it's called it's a it's called UGC. It stands for user-generated content. And that is the biggest thing when it comes to advertising right now because of that whole things that we're talking about here. The fact that it does feel a little more personal. It's not as salesy. It's not as pushing it down your throat. Whereas I think why that works is because people were kind of fatigued to 80 stories of promoting someone's product right. or course, right? It just became a lot. Or even on Instagram, when uh, people used to be able to just post photos of their product and it would sell. That's not the case anymore because people 
or just have higher demands. And that's just because we've become accustomed to having higher expectations for entertainment. And so that, that all has changed the game so much because you can no longer just spam out photos of your product and expect to blow up. There has to be more substance behind it, which just adds more merit to people like you and I who are obsessed with the, the intricacies of social because you really yeah. have to create a community. That's another buzzword in the social space, but, <laughs> but you really have to do create a community and understand what people are looking for and then provide that. And the brands that do this consistently, they win. And then for TikTok specifically, so we've been on my agency, we've been running around uh, with some TikTok ads and if you don't create TikToks, they don't work. So like, and what I mean by that is that yeah. they, they literally say in their advertising, make TikToks, not ads. And so that, that is a huge difference, a different thing. And I think that has to do with people's desire to be closer to everything. They want to be closer to the brands they buy. They want to be closer to the, the creators of the content they consume. It's just where things are going. And I think TikTok saw that, ran with that, and, and they're, they're being shady along the way. Yeah, it is interesting because I can definitely see people always talk about like you want to go viral on TikTok, like obviously the music industry, there's book talk where authors need to go viral on book talk. The makeup industry is booming. I remember there was um, like some makeup product that went viral because this girl was like, I hate this product. And then all these people were yelling at her saying that she used the product wrong. And then within 24 hours, the entire product sold out. So I can see why brands want to be on TikTok and sell on TikTok. And there is a level of quote unquote authenticity. I find the shade just a little, a little too much. And especially since there are so many Instagram influencers who are on TikTok right now and they are selling product on TikTok too as well as instagram yeah i think i think they're just trying to run with what they think people are the, the positive things that are being said about tiktok i'm sure they're trying to run with that narrative and push that as far as they can they're like yes keep thinking this keep believing this <laughs> and uh, the more that they can push that they're going to keep doing it but uh, yeah it's, it's definitely interesting to see but i, I think that like, from a, a influencer product or a way to make money i still think that Instagram's winning in that department obviously they've been around for a lot longer but yeah. I, I still think they're, they give more of an opportunity to nurture and sell over there. That's a good point. I'm just trying to, I'm reading through this creators and TikTok creators thing. And it says TikTok creators are changing the game through trust, authenticity, and participation. Barf. Values that define how people make content and how users interact with brands. Trust, authenticity, participation. It's, it's so funny because on last week's episode, we talked about how many of these big things that blow up are manufactured. So it's like how, how much of these are trustworthy and authentic when there's really plants that are building this. Like, so it, I guess it's really all about making it look that way. But typically when you peel a little bit back, you can see that it's just being manufactured in a way to make it look like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Instagram started the trend of authenticity. Like obviously content is more curated on that platform and people don't like having ads shoved in their face, like you said, user-generated content. So I feel like Instagram started it and people still do it through stories. They do it through their posts and things like that. And now it's just like TikTok just kind of cherry-picked what Instagram was doing well and is like, well, we're doing it better. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that I think it'll continue to get pushed that way where people are just being more themselves because they see there's more benefit to it. But I think there was just a lot of people who had a ton of success by being over top, by being inauthentic, being flashy. And that, that worked at the time. Yeah. I think that had a lot to do with Instagram's likely algorithm at the time, just rewarding pretty pictures and, and like fast cars, pretty pictures, pretty people. <laughs> like that's what the algorithm was trying to feed people. So I think that as that changes, as the 
algorithm starts to reward different kinds of things. I think hopefully the narrative will follow along with it, but I think that TikTok will always be throwing jabs at Instagram and, and, and vice versa. But actually I haven't really, has Instagram thrown many jabs at TikTok? I haven't really seen that. The only thing that I remember recently was that Facebook was running, or Meta, sorry, Meta. They were running ads against TikTok and specifically targeting parents of children and saying how bad TikTok was for children. It's kind of, it's crazy that that TikTok and even, I guess, Instagram to a degree exists because the amount of stimulus you're getting in such a concentrated fashion tailored to you is unlike anything that we've ever seen in human history. So it is pretty crazy that we all have this in our pocket. Yeah, and... Speaking of that, like the distraction side of it, they have been recently testing getting rid of the buttons and captions and share buttons on TikTok because they want to get rid of all distractions for people while they're on their platform. So you are just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling with nothing else. Like even the time on your phone, like usually you can see what time it is when you're scrolling TikTok. They're talking about getting rid of that as well. So you won't even know how much time you're spending on the app. That is scary because that's truthfully why they were so successful is because there's zero friction to consume. And when there's no friction to consume, yeah. you don't even your willpower doesn't really have a chance because you don't even get that chance to think, should I click <laughs> the next video? You, you know what I mean? You're just like instantly in the next one and it's something you wanted. And I'm sure one of the next things that they're going to be working on, and it's something that I always think of when I'm like walking around my house and I'm just watching TikToks or in the mornings when I'm scrolling through TikTok, there's always like this little voice in the back of my head that's like, oh, I wish that I didn't have to like scroll this myself and it would just automatically go to the next video because I'm that lazy. But I'm sure that there's been lots of other people who are as lazy as I am and that's going to be their next thing. They're just going to constantly have a scrolling video stream. I've always complained, but I never even thought about that because I was like, there's no way they ever do that. But I, I commend you for, for wanting that. That's amazing. I think they, they probably have to do it where it runs a few times and then goes. But yeah, no, that, that would be crazy. Yeah. That's also one of the most annoying things about TikTok, though, in my opinion, is when you put your phone down and then it keeps playing the same one over and over again. And you're just like, you you sprint back to it. and You're like, I got to change this. And then you go just because you can't, you can't do it again. But yeah, that, you should talk to the TikTok team. Hopefully they can bring that for you. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to bring it for me and then it's going to ruin my life. I'm going to be like... Going to what is it, TA, TikTok Anonymous, because I am so addicted to it. There should be that, that'll probably be something that, that comes up because there are a ton of people who are absurdly addicted to TikTok, whether they like it or not. But on TikTok, other TikTok news is that they just recently released their, their API to some partners, right? Yep, they it's did. A, that scheduling will now be a thing for TikTok, which I'm super excited about. I think a lot of people are. And that's something Flick is working really hard on putting on our scheduling platform. is doing TikTok as well as Facebook. We're introducing Facebook very, very soon. TikTok's going to be almost immediately after that and then hopefully all other platforms. So we're really excited about our scheduling tool over here. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for that. And of course, that's an added benefit to mentioning it here. Once that happens, that makes our job so much easier because that's been the biggest thing. And I'm sure TikTok knows this, which is why they delayed it for so long. But the fact that you have to go in there manually and post it, means that you're going to spend more time consuming likely. And it also, make, it slows down, creates so much more friction, even as the creator. So they, I, I cannot wait until that's uh, in Flick's beautiful back end there. I mean, I'll go on TikTok because I'm looking for something very specific mm. or I'm trying to find videos for you or for us just to like start producing. And I will waste an entire hour and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Like my entire day's gone. 
it's impressive because they it's such short bursts that they all feel so small independently that you don't even pay attention to them as a, as a package. So you just, you're like, oh, that was probably a few minutes. And then you look at the clock and it had been an hour. You're like, wow, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. So that's why my idea of a scrolling feed would be very bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it just continues. And I would just be staring at it like a zombie, just like, yes, this is all I need. Yeah. yeah. You're going to get one of those uh, like things so you can just have it in front of your face all the time. Just like, like you know, those, those dangling carrots, you should just get that for your, for your phone, which is TikTok. Well, I mean, that's almost like virtual reality. Yeah. That's the life that we're soon probably going to be living in. I mean, with Metaverse and not, like doing all their VR stuff. I know Apple, they were with their keynote yesterday. They were supposed to announce their AR glasses, mm-hmm. but that got delayed. They probably are going to be announcing it next year, they said. But I mean, we're slowly more and more going to be like the Wally characters where we're just going to be sitting in our domes and just watching TV. <laughs> so how do you see that impacting social, like from the, from the creator and the consumer side? Oh, that's a good question. I think for creators, people are, we're just going to have to evolve. I mean, we're constantly evolving as creators and as social media managers and agencies. We have to learn how to take new pieces of social media and curate and change how we're doing any kind of content. I mean, we've seen that with Instagram's new features. We've seen that with obviously the introduction of TikTok and how much it's booming. And so we used to be only photo focused and now we're video focused. So it's all about evolving. I guess I'm a little nervous just because we already consume so much content every single day and we're constantly on our phones. I had to stop seeing how much I was on my phone each week when like Apple sends you the updates. I can't even look at the report. I'm like, this is embarrassing. But I'm nervous about like what that world's going to look like because I feel like we're going to get more like less and less social and just be in our houses all the time. But I say that and during the pandemic, I lived by myself and I saw no one and I became more social because I was like, I need to see other humans. Like I need human contact. Yeah. So I don't know. It could go, it could go one of two ways. What about you? Yeah. It'd be fascinating to see. I think we're still quite a far ways away from a wearable of that size being universally adopted. Like I think that that will be the biggest bottleneck for mass adoption I, but I think they have gotten the price point down to where most people, if they really want to one, could get one. So I, I just think it's it's going to have to be, there's got to be a bigger pull to make it more of a, a need. Like, like a lot of these apps back in the day, like they spread like wildfire because there was something that you just had to be there for. Like for Snapchat, I remember when I was in high school and that was rolling out. They're like, oh, like this is the coolest app. Like look at these like features or whatever. And you could yep. send it and it would be deleted. So you, if you didn't get it, then you were missing out on the connection piece, right? So I think until they have something like that where it just motivates people, maybe Meta and, and Zuck will be the, the people to do that where they just make it something that it's a can't miss experience. Then maybe that could happen. But I am kind of, I'm just, I'm puzzled as to what this will do from a content creator's standpoint because consumers already have so much access to creators and it's like does this take this a step yeah. further like I, I don't know that's why i'm really curious and i'm glad there are people a lot smarter than me working on this but i'm but i'm fascinated <laughs> to see what this means for both the consumer but also as a creator i'm wildly fascinated to see what this will mean and what i'll have to do to, to keep up i wonder so okay so this past weekend in london they had the jubilee and during part of the Jubilee, they had a hologram of the queen in like a golden coach. And it was like from when she, I think it was like from the seventies or something when she was the queen. And so I bet you anything, they'll be like, 
hologram, like meet and greets of with creators or like celebrities, there could be like you sitting like virtual reality, you sitting in a room with a content creator that you love and having like a one-on-one session with a men- like a content creator mentor. So it could be like stuff like that. Maybe I guess where I'm like not sure is like you said, the price point will have to come down. I feel like more and more people are going to do little like NFT style things because obviously e-commerce is so big, like digital e-commerce. But yeah, I don't, I just don't know like where, what's going to be that final push to actually be like, okay, we have to be on this platform. We have to be in virtual reality. We have to buy these glasses because so many other platforms have come forward and tried. I mean, we've had Facebook, we've had Snapchat, we've had Google Glass. And none of those were actually solidified and people didn't really buy into them. So I'm, I don't know which one is going to be the final push that people are like, this is really, really cool. If you had to guess a timeline, how many years, let's say, do you think we are away from pretty well mass adoption of like VR? Three years. Three years. Wow. That's pretty short. I was going to guess five to 10, but three, I could see it. Yeah, just because we're because metaverse is getting bigger and bigger. And I know a lot of people that aren't like that won't adopt to it or say they're not going to adopt to it. But with Forever 21 doing that virtual reality show. Um, what happened with that? I, I didn't, I'm not familiar. So Facebook, they did a virtual fashion week and basically invited companies to be participants in the virtual fashion week. So they had Forever 21, they had just like some big name fashion companies and they could sell their products within the fashion week and people would come in, come in and be part of the show and they could buy the digital items for their avatars in fashion, like in the metaverse, but you could also buy clothing that you could get in real life as well. Wow. That is so cool. Like that was like their starting point. And so since this just happened, I think it was back in January, February. So this just happened recently. So I'm, I'm going to guess that it's going to happen again and it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and more and more brands are going to want to be part of it. And more and more content creators are going to be like, well, this sounds really cool. And then it's just going to slowly snowball. Yeah, I guess this speaks to the power of it because those are two different use cases that I hadn't even thought about uh, that make a ton of sense that would make it a really, really cool experience. And you could take that so many different ways too. I'm a big sports guy. So I just think about the things that they could do to enhance the sports environment or sports consumption would be insane. And I also love the piece that you said where uh, they could meet and greet via VR because usually why celebrities or high influence people don't meet and greet with someone is because of safety concerns. But if you could do that via via VR, then that's completely removed. Yeah. So it would be, yeah, I think that part would be really cool. Even with like going to concerts, maybe there could be like VR with concerts. And I mean, ABBA just did like a whole virtual reality concert tour where their entire set was holograms. That's crazy. And they looked like themselves from back in the day and the entire set looked like how it, it used to look. And it's just like, we're getting there. Yeah. We are definitely, I mean, Tupac, when was that Coachella? Like years and years ago? Yeah. Tupac was a hologram and we all thought this was completely insane. And now here we are having Queen Elizabeth as a hologram and ABBA on tour. Yeah. So it looks like the Tupac hologram was uh, 2012, it looks like. Jeez, that was so long ago. Yeah. And here we are. Now we got headsets and you can do all this crazy <laughs> stuff. No, it's, it's fascinating. I think you're, and you're accurate. Uh, 
your prediction is probably fairly accurate too. It'll be exciting to see how things like evolve. I do think there's going to be definitely a lot of pushback, especially since it seems like the younger generations are not wanting so much technology in their lives. It seems like there's a 50-50 split from statistics that have recently come out where more and more of the younger generation are buying like those Nokia brick phones. Really? And not having, yeah, not having any apps on their phone because they think it's really distracting. The old flip phones that we used to have, like those are all coming back in style and like, the, <laughs> which I find hilarious. That is nuts. But, yeah. but I actually did debate buying one of those phones with like no features on it for specific use cases because during, unless you're creating using your phone, there's, it's more of time suck than anything else. And also a comparison yeah. uh, tool and oftentimes not for the better. Cause I, I thought about their data. I was like, most time I spend on Instagram, like there's no need for it. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I could, I could probably, or like if I wanted to do it, I could do it on the, the desktop browser. Oh, that's interesting. I hardly ever use the desktop. Like it used to be really not a great tool yeah. on the desktop, but now it's, it's good. improved. And I, I think why I like it is because and much like TikTok too, is that you're in complete control, right? Whereas otherwise, when you just have the phone in your hand, it's really easy for the algorithm to just basically dictate your experience. Whereas here, yeah. there's so many more things that you can go search for. It's it's less enticing, even the videos, because they're smaller size. It's not your whole screen, all that stuff. So yeah, it's different. But actually on that note, have we talked about the, the Instagram update with the feed? We haven't. So we were talking about just the curation of TikTok and how they don't want you to be distracted anymore. So getting rid of all the buttons. Do you have the new Instagram feed that is currently slowly being rolled out to people? So I personally don't. I've seen photos of it. I've seen a bunch of screenshots, but mine is still the same as it was before. I'm so jealous of you. I, mine just recently switched and I wish that it hadn't because it's just... The user face is not great. It's too clunky right now. The captions go over the images. The scrolling, it just looks so much like TikTok, which I get that's what the, the whole point of the change for them was. And because they want people to focus on reels and making sure that the content of reels fits the entire screen. I understand all that. However, it looks like crap. <laughs> yeah, it does not look pretty. The screenshots that I've seen, especially for photos, how they have the, it's almost like you're watching a widescreen movie. It has, has the bar at the bottom and the bar at the top. I just, I just, is not the vibe, especially for people who are posting awesome pictures. Like that's just such a disservice to what they're trying to post. Well, and then Adam, what did we agree what his last name was? Moseri and Moseri? I call him Moseri. I could be totally off. But something that Adam Moseri said recently is on, he did a Q&A and somebody asked if they were working on doing actual full-size images and that's something that they're working on for the next release which i hope that's the case but also it just seems i was talking to your social team manu from your social team this week and i agree with her where people are just not going to want to scroll their feed as much because there's so much real estate being taken up on their screen mm -hmm. that the process of scrolling is just going to feel like a headache now and I get that's what we do on TikTok, but on TikTok, it seems like you're con like, obviously you're being, being served the content that you want every single day. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm interested to see if that's actually going to work for people or if they're going to not want to scroll their feeds as much. Yeah. And it's that flow state that people get in when consuming that leads to consuming way more. I think even just having this slight change where it's very 
aesthetically unpleasing, like, like ugly is the only other word I could think of that like, that's enough to make people jump. Like it's the very little things that make people change their consumption habits. So if it's like, I think you're right, it probably will fatigue people far faster and they'll go do something else. But obviously, like we said before, Instagram is going to test this stuff. And, and if that's the case, hopefully they find a better solution, but I don't think in its current fashion, I don't think this is the solution because it's pretty. Yeah, I think they're starting to realize that this might not be the solution. I know that this is like a bigger release that they've done. But again, like you said, they're always constantly testing things and they're not going to do something on their app that they realize so many people hate and people are jumping off their app because at the end of the day, they want to make money. They want people to stay on their app. There's no reason for them to completely go away from what people actually want. And I mean, it was the same with Instagram stories back in 2016, when they released that people are like, Oh, I'm never going to use an Instagram story. What is this? I don't want to do this. And then where, where are we at now? Oh, that's the biggest piece of content that people are actually consuming on the app. Yeah, no, that's so true. And yeah, it was a weird thing at first, but now it's, I would say it's, it's overtaken the, the Snapchat story. Even I don't, I post way more Instagram stories than I do Snapchat. So it is crazy how quickly we adjust and, and how often we forget that we adjust so quickly. Like, like we, we always overreact, like it's the biggest deal in the world. And then we're very like a few, like a month later, it's like, it never happened. It's, but then we'll get equally as riled up the next time. Well, I mean, Reels was the same way. They didn't want to do them. They didn't want to do video content. And then now, obviously, it's the biggest way to grow on Instagram. So everybody's doing Reels. Yeah. And I, I actually, like, I think that it, it's a huge opportunity because for a long time, there was this, this frustration from newer creators or smaller creators. And they said that they had no way to grow because there was this weird paradox where you needed engagement to grow, but you needed followers to get engagement. And then Reels came in and was kind of like the solution to that. And then people People are still frustrated by it because it wasn't exactly like it was before. But if you're in the right. social space, you, the best skill you can have is by being adaptable and creative. And that's giving you a new outlet to do that. And even the way that we engage with content now is completely different. It used to be so important to get those likes. It was important to get those comments. And now the way that we consume content online has changed where we actually save things, where we share them with friends, we post them on our stories. And that's the way we engage. So if you're worried because your likes are down, your comments are down, look at other insights on your actual post and see how many people are sharing it. See how many people are actually saving that and coming back to that content later. Because I think that's a way better measure of how those posts are actually doing than it is liking something or seeing the comments. That's a great point. Yeah, people have shifted and they will constantly shift how they consume and I also love that these platforms are getting sophisticated enough to understand that 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 is constantly changing and that some people don't even really engage. I, even as a social media person myself, I don't actually interact with that much content, but I watch content. So they're able now Same. to track my viewing behavior and know that if I watch something that they, like a few times over, then that's basically another form of engagement too. So yeah, you're exactly right. The numbers that we get obsessed with oftentimes aren't telling the whole story and you'd be beating yourself up unjustifiably because the content may actually be great. And if it's traveling, that means there's enough positive data behind it for it to travel. So don't, don't stress too, too much over the, just the likes. Absolutely. I mean, there was a post recently that an old client of mine um, posted and he was asking me, he's like, why am I not getting the likes that I used to? Or why am I not getting the comments? And I was like, well, share, like screenshot your insights and send them to me. Mm -hmm. And it was a reel that he did. And it was a, it was like a funny reel. And he had over 40,000 views on it, 
but only had about 600 likes on it. And usually in the past when it was not when reels weren't like the biggest thing and all that kind of stuff and the engagement was different, he would get so many more comments and likes on it. But since everything's kind of shifted, it's like, no, no, no. Look how many views you actually got on this. Look how many people shared it and look how many people saved. Mm -hmm. And that like seeing those actual numbers kind of flipped a switch in him. He's like, oh, this is great. Okay. This is the kind of content that I should be sharing because it obviously people like this. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It's so easy to, to think that it's not working because we've become accustomed to looking for very specific numbers, but it's too true. Like the, really it's all about understanding how people do consume. And then what does that mean? And then what numbers actually show you that? And the three metrics that you just said are way better indicators than just likes, because I, I, even if I like something, I don't ever go back and, and look at my likes really. So that's not really a true, it's hard to. It, it is. Yeah. So that's not really saying I value that content that much because if you really valued it, what are the, the metrics of that? You want to show someone else and you want to make sure you come back and find it again, which makes, which means yeah. that your, the saves and the shares are way more important. Yeah. I mean, I say when I really, really like something, I save it to a certain collection Yep. or if I want to remember it, because sometimes I forget about the collections, but if I want to remember it, I actually send it to my friends and I'm like, Oh, just sharing this for myself later. <laughs> I actually, I love that you said, just said that because I think everyone has like this filtering system for where they save TikToks or reels. But I think a huge business idea would be if for someone to kind of like build a system that actually makes you watch the things that you've saved. Because I've saved so oh many things yes. and I've never actually come back and watched <laughs> because, because we get so like full with the next set of ideas and whatnot. But if they could build some sort of app where it reminds you, be like, hey, did you watch these or whatever? That'd be so cool. Oh, I love that. Also, what I think that every platform needs is to have a filter on the things that like, I'm specifically thinking of TikTok, but a filter where you can filter it to the oldest videos that you liked and kind of see, because you have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And sometimes I'm like, what did I even like? What was my very first liked video on TikTok? I'm thinking it's a cat video. I'm sure it's a cat video, but I would love to know that. And I would love to know like, seeing how the algorithm changed and shifted from my likes and kind of seeing like pinpointing where it shifted. I feel like that would be yeah. really interesting, but that's my social media brain. Yeah, no, that would be super cool. Yeah. Cause you're right. It is very clunky. Even if you, if you do try to go look at what you've liked in the past, it's difficult to really get anything solid out of that because you have to scroll so much. And especially if you've been on the platform for a while, there's such a mixed bag of things and it is cool kind of to follow that ebbs and flows of what's been shown to you and what you're liking. It's, it, that is really fascinating. But there was recently, there was a test. I didn't have it on my account, but I know a couple of my friends had it on their accounts where they were testing a feature similar to Instagram's collection feature on TikTok, where you could add your videos into certain collections. And I think that just needs to be a mass rollout because that's something that a lot of people would actually use. You don't have that? No. Do you have it? I, I have that. <laughs> yeah, I have that. Am I doing something wrong? How do no, you... so you're talking about on Instagram, right? No, 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 on, Twi on TikTok. Oh, yeah, TikTok, I have that too. Wait, how do you do it? <laughs> so I'll, I'll show you. So I, literally, if I just go to anywhere and then I click the, the save button, you know, like the little flag looking thing, and then it'll click add it to favorites and then you can manage. And then from here, you can add it to different um I don't have a groups, flag. Collections. You don't have a save button? I don't have a save button. What if you click share it? Does it then does it give you an option to save? No. Wow. This and is you're, rude. Your TikTok's tripping. TikTok hates me. This is what <laughs> I've this is what I've learned. 
<laughs> I guess so, because I, I've had this for a while. I thought I was going absolutely nuts because I was like, how? How does this person have it? And I don't have it. But I did lose it, weirdly enough. When I went to Mexico, I lost the feature and then got it back when I came back to Canada. Oh, I wonder if, if it's location-based then. It must be, which I, which I found so crazy. So then when I was in Mexico and I was trying to save things, I couldn't save them. So then they weren't really, And then when I got the feature back, all the ones that I had saved in Mexico, they were no longer there. It was, it was really, really weird. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. No. TikTok, get your shit together. Figure it out, TikTok, right? <laughs> oh, man. Anything else this week that you've seen? Yeah, I think that's the, the biggest things that have happened this week. But I think that's I think those are the biggest things. But in the world of social, something could pop up tomorrow. That's why you got to tune back in next next week. That's true. Always tune back in. There's always social media news and content and everything's always changing. I mean, Instagram had four new releases this week, which was absolutely insane on their reels. So, yeah, there's always something going off on social media, which makes this the best and the worst job. Yeah, that's very true. I think it's a perfect way to describe it is that uh, it's constantly changing, which is great. Also, really annoying. <laughs> it all depends <laughs> how it goes, but uh, it means there's constant opportunity, though. Absolutely. Always constant opportunity to shift your mindset and to change your content and evolve and that's why we love what we do. That's it. And that's why we have the show too. So if you're not subscribed yet, you got to change that right now. And if you're feeling so kind, go into the review, either in Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. Please do. I would love you forever. I will call you out on the next episode and say how much I love you, which is a big deal for me. That is a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Ben, for joining me as always always a fun time and like ben said please subscribe to us we would love it also give us a follow over on instagram at flick.hashtags be follow be sure to follow us also on tiktok we are flick.social on tiktok and you know what subscribe to the newsletter because it's great and i write it so and thank she, you so much yeah she's right go subscribe <laughs> all right well we will see you next week or you'll hear from us next week Yes. Thanks for listening, guys.